what's going on guys welcome on back to second and short in today's episode of fantasy fridays where we're going to discuss week 14 studs duds and sleepers i am tyler louder joined with aaron ben aaron how you doing this morning i'm doing great because you know what i started the rams defense last night against the patriots so i mean that's a great start to a fantasy weekend have you been you know, I'm good. I have, in a couple of my leagues, I have Cam Akers, who went off uh, last night. Well, like like some of us predicted, I think, right? I mean, there was some talk of Cam Akers that was going to do really well, and we moved him up in our power rankings on Monday Movers. Did move him up. That was exciting. Yeah. You guys can check out that episode up top if you guys want to see what we think about people heading out of week 13. But let's head into week 14 here and let's uh, let's kick this episode off right away with some studs. And more likely than not, this is playoffs for everybody. You've already got your roster set up, but maybe somebody drops somebody. Maybe somebody's there. These are guys that we think are just going to have a great week or a bad week or surprise you. And our first stud of the week is your man, Ryan Tannehill. Last week was 29 for 45, 389 yards, had a three touchdown, one interception day, good for 27.9 fantasy points in PPR formats. Talk about Ryan Tannehill this week. Yeah, and I mean, here on the fantasy, the fantasy universe, we don't care about the result of the, the, the team result of the game. We don't care that they were down 38 to 7 at halftime. Ryan Tannehill came back, scored a whole bunch of garbage time points, and and now he's going up against the Jacksonville defense, who he's kind of owned lately. Uh, in week two, he had 34 points against them. Uh, and then the the game that he played against them last last year, he had 36 fantasy points against them. And this is a Jags team that <clears throat> is number two in touchdowns allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, six quarterbacks in a row have passed four at least two touchdowns. Uh, so it looks like match made in heaven uh, for Ryan Tannehill against the Jags. Not just six teams in a row but nine of their 12 games they've allowed multiple passing touchdowns to quarterbacks and I just think that's going to continue here on top of that nine of 12 games they've allowed quarterbacks to throw for under over 250 yards so there's tons of points to be had here I think ESPN has Ryan Tannehill projected around like 18 fantasy points uh, as you guys can see here I got my projections uh, that I think he's gonna have an excellent day you know 24 for 34 296 passing yards with three touchdowns and interception. I have a couple of rushing yards in there as well. Good for over 23 fantasy points this week. Uh, so look for Ryan Tannehill to win you your week one matchup potentially. Yeah, and I mean, most people, if they have Ryan Tannehill, like you said, they're probably he's probably not available. You probably he's rostered pretty much in all leagues. Uh, but I mean, if you're debating between him and let's say like a Kirk Cousins or, or Baker Mayfield, then yeah, go with Ryan Tannehill. It's kind of a no-brainer. Alrighty, now let's move on to our next stud. And actually, uh, you know, a little spoiler behind the scenes, this had to get changed because originally this was going to be just talking about Mike Evans specifically. You're breaking the fourth wall. I'm breaking the fourth wall, but Mike Evans was limited in practice on Wednesday. He missed practice on Thursday. As a time of recording this, we don't know his status. So let's just kind of pull an audible. Let's talk about Chris Godwin, but realistically, all Tampa Bay receivers and tight ends should have a field day here against Minnesota. 
Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady is kind of having a down year. I guess people are saying uh, they're saying it takes kind of a year to, to get used to Bruce Arians' offense. Uh, all I know is that the Vikings' defense has allowed six quarterbacks to get over 280 passing yards, and five quarterbacks have had three passing touchdowns. And those that passing touchdown number is what jumps out to me. Tom Brady, you know this year, he's kind of been spreading it around. Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, one of those guys, potentially all three of them are going to get touchdowns. And so I think any of them, especially Chris Godwin, is going to be a great start this week. Not just that, but Minnesota's allowed 21 total red zone touchdowns. I mean, that's rushing and receiving as well. But, I mean, when you see guys like Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, who are able to post up in the end zone, that's huge. On top of that, Chris Godwin is going to eat here. He's going to feast because Minnesota's 26 in passing yards allowed as well. Last week, Chris Godwin had himself a pretty good game with eight catches for 97 yards. Uh, you know, good for 12.1 yards per per catch. I have him going over nine receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown here. And he's going to have a 20-plus point week, especially, even more so without Mike Evans. But I think even with Mike Evans in there, I think they're both going to feast. And here's the key stat that stands out to me. Minnesota's defense is 31st in time of possession, meaning they're on the field longer than almost every team in the NFL. And when your defense is on the field longer than your offense, that means more likely the other team is going to rack up more yards, more points potentially. And so I just like to see that Chris Godwin's going to get about 13 targets here this week. He is going to eat. He is a stud for week 14. Yeah, I agree completely with the assessment, Tyler. Who are we talking about for duds this week? For duds this week, we have a running back here that has been disappointing, and this is Miles Sanders. Uh, Miles Sanders is stuck in the situation in Philly where they have no consistency at offensive line. Uh, their their right guard, in, actually just their guards in general, have been playing really poor inside. Uh, they just switched quarterbacks. And I don't think that I like that for Miles Sanders. Now, most people are going to argue with me right now that Miles Sanders is going to feast. He's going to do great because now they have a rookie. Hang on a second. If Carson Wentz was playing bad, wouldn't they just run the ball instead? Over the past two weeks, Miles Sanders has 18 touches. That's it for a premier number one running back. Uh, He hasn't had a touchdown since week five, and he's averaging 2.8 yards uh, per carry over those past two weeks as well. So that's just something I don't like here. Yeah, and I mean, I think people are going to kind of want to jump at the chance to start him because now that Jalen Hurts is in, maybe they think he's kind of a sleeper candidate. Jalen Hurts maybe will dump it off to him a bunch. Maybe they run some uh, option with Hurts. Maybe just kind of start running the ball, just straight running it with Miles Sanders more. Um, I don't think so. And like you mentioned before, the offensive line is just... not in good shape, injuries, poor play, and everything. They're also going up against the New Orleans Saints defense, who is number one fantasy defense against running backs this year. So I don't know how you can, in good, like, conscience start Miles Sanders this week. Not just that, but the Saints have went 50 straight games without allowing a 100-yard rusher. And so, I mean, 50 straight regular season games. That right there is just, it's trouble for me. I do have him getting an uptick in touches this week compared to last week, getting four more touches and doubling his yardage. I still think he's going to finish under 10 10 points this week. And he's one of those guys that is a start if you're injury ridden. Otherwise, look for somebody, maybe that's in our sleeper category, which we'll get to. But 
let's keep on with one more dud for week 14, and that is Devontae Parker uh, and the Miami Dolphins. They are in this situation where they're comfortably in the playoff race, but they're still playing with quarterbacks. And the quarterback they're going with, Tua, actually is not good for Devontae Parker's fantasy production. First of all, last week he finished. He left the game 12 minutes early, but up to that point he had just eight targets for four catches and 35 yards. Um, He's had a few of those down games this year. He's not really playing like people expected him to this year. And going up against the Chiefs defense, I mean, Chiefs defense stepped up last week. They've been the number two defense against wide receivers this year. So uh, I think I would kind of stay away from Devontae Parker this week. Yeah, I mean, and when I bring up Tua and Fitz is that Devontae Parker is averaging over 15 fantasy points per game with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he's averaging under 10 fantasy points with Tua. That's an issue right there. Now, he needs a touchdown with Tua to be relevant. You know, the targets are there. That's the thing. The targets are there. But they are going up against the Kansas City Chiefs team that is actually pretty good against receivers. This is what they allow it to all receivers on average per game. They allow about 11 receptions for around 130 yards and about one touchdown per week. Now, that's great if it goes to one receiver, but that's every receiver I'm talking about. He split it up. I got him five for 55, which is still a decent day in PPR leagues, but it's not what you want to win your fantasy matchup. It's just too risky here. He's touchdown dependent this week. You can look somewhere else. Now, let's talk about some sleepers. And I got a pair of running backs here that I think are going to surprise you. Uh, Maybe for one reason or another, or maybe they already have surprised you. But I really think they're going to make an impact this week. And the first one I want to start with is James Conner. James Conner is coming back. Uh, He's he's ready to play. Pittsburgh has been, I don't even even know what the proper word is for it, but it's just horrific uh, running the ball. James Conner, sleeper for you? Definitely a sleeper. Um, the Steelers haven't really found neither Benny Snell nor Anthony McFarland was able to step up and kind of show that they can take over their role. So I think Connor's going to get a bulk of the carries this week. Feeling Hopefully he's kind of healed up, feeling fresher after missing two games. The reason I like this is going up against a Buffalo team that's kind of porous against the run. Connor is averaging almost three yards after contact per carry, which is which is kind of what jumps his value up. And, and so I think he's going to kind of come in and get a solid game against the Bills. We saw them uh, give up some big games against running backs earlier in the season. Now, I know a couple people will probably look at this going like, hey, what are you talking about? He like He's an RB2 on the year. Why is he a sleeper? Let me read you guys some numbers. Over the last five games for Pittsburgh, their running game as a whole, they have 99 carries, for 285 yards over the last five games. That's good for 2.9 yards a rush. Now, James Conner's average is above that. James Conner didn't play the last two games. Yes. Another reason why he's going to do well here is because I think he's going to add a spark to this offense. They're going to want to win this game. They're going to want to run Buffalo down. The Bills have allowed a rushing touchdown in 9 of 12 games and 75-plus rushing yards in 9 of 12 games. So I just think this is a recipe for success this week. And that's why he's a sleeper. He's more of a sort of a sleeper because of the past couple of weeks of how Pittsburgh's been playing. And our next sleeper, which he might not be a sleeper because like he did really well last week, but we're in this situation of not knowing what's going to happen. It's the New York Jets. You know, we dog on these guys all the time, but 
you know, running back Ty Johnson did really well in reserve duty. You know, it's it's about next man up, right? Frank Gore goes out early with a concussion. Ty Johnson comes in, 22 rushes, 104 yards, and a touchdown. He also had a couple of catches. I think he had three receptions for 20, 20 yards, something like that. Two receptions, 13 yards. Thank you, but still a pretty good week for a guy that, you know, isn't supposed to be producing in the fantasy world. Yeah, and I mean, anyone who didn't watch the Raiders-Jets game last week, and that's probably most people, probably never heard of this guy before. I mean, he's young, he's second year in the league, so he's not really done a whole lot. But yeah, he really impressed me last week, and the, the, he's going up against the Seahawks defense that's allowed 10 touchdowns to running backs in their past six games. So I think you can, I mean, you're not supposed to count on the touchdowns. You're not supposed to rely on that, but I think it's a pretty good chance he gets into the end zone at least once this week. And that already kind of solidifies him as a good sleeper start uh, candidate. If you got a player injured or if you're just kind of, just kind of playing waiver wire pickups and stuff like that. This is totally a risk reward situation. Now this is who I'm talking to right now is let's say you're you know you're you're in a 12 team league and and you got in as the, as the sixth team in the playoffs and your running back is weak this is who you, this is where you go you have to take risks to win a championship and Ty Johnson this week was added in 10% of leagues 10.2% to be exact which means his now overall ownership going into today was 10.5% which means he's available in your league more than likely Play this guy with risk. It's a huge risk, but you know what? Sometimes sometimes you got to risk it. And guess what? I'm the last seed in my playoffs in my family league. I'm playing him against a team that looked unstoppable this year, and I'm hoping that he can produce for me. I believe in you, Tyler. I think, you, I think you're going to pull off the upset. You've really got the, the heart to be the underdog here. I, I literally, if you've ever seen the TV show, The League, I am Kevin. Like, I run the league, I set it up, I get really far every year, and then I just, I never win. I never win my family league. And I don't know what it is. But I got Ty Johnson running 17 times for 87 yards, getting a touchdown. I also have him getting a couple catches, about three for 25. Good for 19 fantasy points this week. And, you know, so look for him to be that surprise on your team as why wouldn't the Jets play him? They ain't going anywhere up, so you might as well play what you got and see what you got for next year. Yeah, see what your young talent can uh, bring next year. And that is going to do it for us here on Fantasy Fridays and this week's edition of Studs, Duds, and Sleepers. Thank you guys for joining us here. Like I said, be sure to check out our Monday Movers episode. We're doing new things here. We're adding clips. We're adding brand new slides. We're giving more content. You know, We're giving two podcasts a week. Hit that subscribe button down below to show your support for us and leave a like. Thumbs up is the cheapest way to support our podcast. It's it's practically free. I mean, it is free, but it's also practically free. It's, yeah, it is free, Tyler. What are you talking about? And why don't you guys down below give us your guys' update on who you guys are going to, you know, who's your sleeper of the week. That's what we want to know. Who is your sleeper for your playoff matchup and why are they going to help you win? And if you guys want to check us out on social media, be sure to look for us on on Facebook where we update every single episode and we're also on Twitter where we get polls going every once in a while and then Instagram where we have news updates uh, uh, discussion points fantasy stuff we have polls uh, pick them going on every every week before the game so check us out there hit us up with a direct message on any platform any time of day whenever you'd like 
Thank you guys for listening, and good luck in your playoff matchup.